0: Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. Hello. Hi. Happy Wednesday. Yeah. It's burger happy day. It is burger day. <laughs> it was hot dog day for me. Oh, nice. But mine is like every couple of months, I'll, I'll have hot dogs. Yeah. And I made them in my air fryer. Whoa. I know. Congratulations. They're pretty good. Yeah. They're, they're real toasty. Um, I can't even believe who we have here today joining us this evening. It's um, so exciting. He's a friend of the podcast. <laughs> He's been a puppo of the week several times over. He's a podcaster in his own right. He's got a great podcast with another puppo of our hearts, uh, Lori Wooliver. It's Chris Thornton.
1: Oh hi.
2: Oh hi. Hi. Hi.
1: Hi. hi. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Nice. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. I'm really so, Hey, uh, I had gnocchi tonight. I just wanted oh. to share that if we were sharing what we had for dinner. Yeah. I'm very full of of uh, tater pasta.
0: Gnocchi is so good. I've been I don't make it myself, but I do buy it mm. and I really enjoy yeah. having it in the cupboard. It's like such a treat to make gnocchi.
2: This That's is what like we did. potato business right off the top.
1: Yeah, it's we're getting right into potatoes. I'm an avid listener. I wanted to bring the heat and just speak to the audience so that, no, I'm 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 on their side. Uh, it was a recipe. It was like an uh, Italian skillet bake from Ooh. the website. What's Gabi cooking? Oh
0: yeah, She's yeah, a you're a big fan. Big I follow, fan. Big follow friend. her on Instagram because of you.
1: She's wonderful, and uh, and um, my wife and I are really into her food right now. That's mostly the recipes that we that we're cooking right now. And so it was like an Italian skillet bake. So it was nice to do in a cast iron pan. My wife said it was super easy. She was she um, normally takes dinner, and I take lunch duty. Uh, so I can't tell you how easy it was, but it was really yummy.
2: I'm gonna look it up and see. I'm gonna check it out. Okay. So it, it's very filling. You're you're on the East Coast. We're yeah. on the West Coast. It's uh-huh. six twenty-two p.m. Vancouver time. Yeah, and I know I said it's Burger Day, but that doesn't mean I've had burgers already because you just watched me drink my lunch.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well,
2: six o'clock. Good good time for lunch.
1: When are you gonna do dinner? Do you think? When, is, when does that feel right?
2: Eleven. I don't know.
1: Yeah. Really?
2: Yeah. yeah I
0: love your schedule. I feel like I, I wouldn't survive it because I'm so regimented. And when things happen during the day, like lunch is like at
2: 1130. <laughs> oh, yeah. Lunch mm-hmm. for us was usually four. But then today it was five o'clock. And Jay was like, should we do lunch before the podcast? And I was like, oh, God, yes. <laughs> I like, yeah. was. Yeah. Whoops. And but I, w-
1: when, do you do breakfast or no breakfast?
2: Yeah. Breakfast usually like noon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What time do you right. That's right. Today was eleven forty-five. Sure. Sure, then that all
0: checks out. That's, I it love seems that seems like you're up, right on schedule. It's just shifted it's for your on
2: schedule, for
1: sure. It's your schedule, and I think it sounds great. I think it's working for you. You just had lunch. It's perfect, and then you've got burgers later.
2: Yeah. bogos. Burgers. Buggers. Yeah. Uh, it's the Dracula schedule. The mm-hmm. Dracula diet. I, I love it just drink blood every day right did i tell you about my idea for a tv show called
0: burger time no
1: <laughs> mm.
0: so it's uh, a restaurant run by robots and it's oh. a burger place
2: anyways that's as far as i've gotten <laughs> no keep going
1: uh, <laughs> i love it let's build it out let's build it out okay yeah. pilot what's the conflict
2: yeah we need some conflict what are the relationships well, the first thing is that the robots don't make great burgers at first.
0: Oh. So they're not Why, making money. How could they money. know? Yeah, how
1: they could don't they know? know. It's they their fault.
0: programmed. Um, and so, like, they're losing money. And oh. the big corporation that uh, has funded this project thinking people, that he, the humans would be so excited to be served by robots were wrong. They and are.
2: Oh,
1: God. And they're...
0: They're kind of like the underdog in the end that they're not, you know, they're just there to make burgers, but there's this like family style restaurant that's actually like super evil. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in a weird way, like the robots will liberate the, the worker. Wow. Um, Yeah.
2: But it's fun. It's funny. (laughs) I watched a documentary this week. I actually watched several documentaries this week. Uh, Welcome to Jessica's movie corner. (laughs) Oh. The segment we do every week on the podcast. Do
1: you have a theme? Do you have a theme um, song?
2: Yeah. I have and, one. Oh, let's hear it. It's Jessica's Movie Corner.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh, I didn't know. I thought it was this one. Jessica's got some movies to share. <laughs> I thought it was that oh, one. Yeah. That one, I, that's right.
2: They're, they're beautiful. I think we could combine both of those into a really nice uh,
1: mashup. <laughs> <movies>
2: <laughs> wow, I meant through editing, but you just did it yourself. That's <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I feel so so lucky. um I watched. Okay, I'll just briefly mention it because mm-hmm. I don't want to give it any more time than I've already given it. But I watched a terrible documentary called *A Glitch in the Matrix*. Never watch it; it's so bad. Oh my gosh! Why? Did the guy from *The Vow* write it? No, it's. Oh, look at you,
1: Alicia. Good callback.
2: I know. The documentary filmmaker who made the movie about uh, like fan theories about the shining room two, three, seven. Yes. So I that went that. on to, oh. yeah,
1: went on a little long with some of those folks I'm on, I'm on board with you.
2: Very good, like stoned theories. Um, and then I think he followed that up with a documentary about night terrors, which was really bad. Mm. And so this is about like simulation hypothesis, which I think is very interesting fields of science and philosophy. But I think they only had like one actual scientist and the rest were like gamers and Redditors talking about just like non-science or like evidence-based anything. It was just like when I was a kid, I used to think this and so. And I'm just like, oh, this oh, is like fuck. so painful. And then like a bunch of it is just like it's not even tangentially related and it's like really awful. And they it they make it more about like people watching the actual movie The Matrix. Anyway, so bad. But because of I watched that, you know that like great feeling you get when you watch a documentary and it doesn't even have to be like a science documentary but like you just feel so like imbued with facts and just like all this knowledge and you get all excited so I I think because we watched that documentary I was like anticipating that feeling and then because I had the exact opposite I was like okay we got to watch some more documentaries so we watched one called General Magic which is about like a company that was sort of an offshoot from Apple in the 90s and they were trying to like basically make the iPhone, but before the technology was there. And it was like all these really interesting people. It was like watching like the smartest minds of a generation fail. And it was so fascinating.
1: I like that. But it
2: was, yeah, it was really well done. And then they don't really introduce all the people who are talking in the documentary as like who they are now. They just sort of say like, this is who was working on design. This is who was working on this. And then now it's like, oh, this person works at the White House. This person invented wow. the iPhone. This person invented the iPod. This person went on to do... And you're just like, what? Like, they were all there hanging out. That's and, amazing. Yeah.
1: Jessica, I love that.
2: I recommend Me it. Me too. You recommend yes. that one? Yeah. Um, General Magic was great. And then I watched a documentary about uh, Paul Williams, which was somewhere oh, wow. in the middle. But it was still The great. guy from The Letterman Show? Um, was he on that? <laughs> yeah, he played piano. No, that's, um, oh, what's his name? Paul Schaefer. Schaefer. Paul Schaefer. No, yeah. Paul, Paul Williams is like, he wrote music in the seventies. Like Does he, he have the hair? Yeah. He's like very short yeah. and blonde. Um, mm-hmm. he wrote music for the Muppets. He wrote, Rainbow he looked like Connection. a tall
1: version of cousin Oliver from the Brady Bunch. Or, like the adult version of it.
2: Or like Jonathan Lipnicki from
1: yes. Jerry Maguire.
2: Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> but the movie, that move, that documentary was made by the guy who directed Vegas Vacation.
1: Wow! Uh, look at him. Yeah, he's doing all kinds of things with his career. That's great.
2: Oh, Anyways, that guy. This, yeah, he—he's such a cutie. Lots of great yeah. songs. Um, yeah,
1: super seventies.
2: Very, yeah, like the most seventies man. And I was thinking mm-hmm. about it, and I was like, he really could have only become famous in the seventies.
1: That's right. Right time, right place, right here. Yeah.
2: But yeah has written a ton of amazing songs. Like wrote songs for the carpenters and like all these yep. things that he, I like, I think he won an Oscar. Wow. He sort of dropped off uh, the face of the earth because uh, of some like addiction problems in the eighties oh. and nineties. But then he's been like sober for like 16 years or something. And so the, the documentary is called Paul Williams Still Alive because everyone's yes. like, oh, yeah, he died too young. And then it's like, no, he's actually still alive <laughs> and <laughs> still trying uh-huh. to make make some sort of living. Wow. He's written so many hit songs. Yeah. He's a very likable character. Like, I liked him already going into this. And then I was like, well, I love him even more. He's obsessed with eating squid. <laughs> like, he's always like <laughs> squid. Let's order the squid. <laughs> I'm like I love I love this weirdo. Anyways, this has been another edition of Jessica's Movie Corner.
1: <laughs> and That's and great. now we close it out. Alicia, we close it out. Let's close out.
2: <laughs> Jessica had some movies to share. And now we know. <laughs> Thank you. Wow. <laughs> You're <That's> so beautiful. <laughs>
1: I can't sing, but it doesn't stop me. I enjoy it. You can sing. Nah. I think you
2: just proved that you can.
1: All right. Thank you. I was just looking for validation. Thank you for that.
2: Oh, I love validation. Mm -hmm. The pilot episode of my new podcast, but what this is actually is Retail Nightmares. Oh, wow. Yeah, that
1: old thing. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to
2: start us off, Chris, with with
0: a
1: retail experience, nightmare, or dream? Well, so I i've I've had a dream and it's an ongoing dream and it is at, and I go to this church uh and I'm not religious but my church is called Wegman's which is a supermarket chain <laughs> and I like to take pictures of it and say going to church you know on Saturday <laughs> seven am uh with the beautiful sunrise uh and, and Wegmans has been... Wegmans, if, if you don't know, I'm not actually a, the kind of person who talks about, like, would make love to Wegmans if, if it were consensual. I'm not there. But I just really appreciate their friendship. Like, we're close friends. We're close yeah. friends. And we're good friends. I think it's platonic. Maybe some hands. But it's mostly just platonic <laughs> between me and Wegmans. And and I got to be honest, Wegmans is more handsy than I am. And that's great. Um, but there are things that I love there. And the things that I love, and I love... I actually kind of love the people the most, um, but the products that I love, I love their sourdough. They've got really good sourdough, and they probably have three different kinds of sourdough. One would be a more conventional, easy-to-consume, not-challenging, soft sourdough. Then they've got something that I don't know how to pronounce it, uh, kind of sourdough. And it's real crunchy and crusty on the outside, and it's just got a ton of flavor and deep, 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 intense flavor. And then they've got some other sourdough that I don't buy, so I can't describe it. But I like that a place has three different kinds of sourdoughs in a grocery store. And then they have something called a Butter Boy. And a Butter Boy is just like (laughs) um, a chunk of butter right there. Really nice butter. Uh, And they just call it Butter Boy. And that seems kind of sexy to me. You know, not like, you know, just like fuck boy, but it's Butter Boy. Mm -hmm. I think that's fun. Uh, And then they have uh, fluffy white cake. And I think fluffy white cake is really, really important with white icing if you're able to consume it. And I am. Uh, And and just layered cake and they have whole cakes which I would never buy cuz I could make that myself but what I can't make is a slice of cake and they will they will sell you a slice of cake and I think that's really really important it is important uh, right who yeah. can make a slice of cake no one Wegmans no one. can Wegmans can <laughs> And I like that. They've got a raspberry crumb cake. And I think that's very important as well. Just a, a great New nice. York crumb cake, super thick crumb, and then raspberry. Um, there are other things that I like there. But I think if we just stay in the bakery area, we're really, really safe. They have some gluten-free things. That's not where I have to be. And so I feel great about that. But they've got yeah, a great no selection. Kidding. They've got a great selection. They've got a great selection of gluten-free. And that's what I want everyone to know is that they'll, they've got you covered. But what I like is they've got an app now where you don't have to go through checkout. Um, You can... But if you'd like to bag your own groceries as you go, you can scan along the way and put Holy it in shit. put it into your cart. And there, you know, lots of groceries, well, several grocery store chains have the um, the wands, you know, the the hand wands. Like you're you're going to scan a barcode. They they've got those that you can take around and do yourself. But what I like is that this is an app, so I don't have to touch anything else. I don't have to stand in line. I don't have to. Yeah, I just I like it. I like it. And don't worry, we're not putting anybody out. Of jobs because all the lines are full all the time so everybody's got jobs we're not putting people out of jobs so we're good there but there's this one person and she has the longest white hair and i think we're going almost crystal gale territory and if you don't know crystal gale again 70s and jessica you're almost there you're doing great
2: she was my my hero when i was a kid i was trying to get to her lengths
1: was that Barbara Mandrell's sister? Is that who she was that her relative? She had a famous relative. Oh,
0: I had no idea. But I remember my I mom hated her hair so much. Um and would make jokes about like her like passing like dying on an escalator and stuff. <laughs> it was funny at the time. Um <laughs>
1: But she and I have become kind of checkout buddies. Hi. So she oversees the self-checkout area if you only have like up to 20 groceries. But that's where I go as well, scan a little code and, and check out. And uh, she and I will just have little little times together. Like, you know, it was, it was New Year's Eve. And I said, how are you holding up? And she's like, I got to tell you, it's hard today. Hi. And I said, you're doing great. And she said, so are you. And I just love it. I love her. Love her. So we just have like little, you know, little fun things. And uh, she's kind of encouraging to me and I'm kind of encouraging to her. I don't know her name. She doesn't know my name. It's fine.
2: Grandma Crystal Gale.
1: Maybe. She's real spunky. She's real spunky. Scanner Grammar. Scanner Grammar. (laughs) So I love her. Uh, I do have to go out and get my own groceries. Uh, I do most of the grocery shopping for the family uh, because my kids can't drive. One day. So that's it. That's it. That's, that's it. It's lovely. Um, I I'm really like her. I'm fascinated by that app. Yeah. Ah. It's nice. It's nice.
2: We definitely don't have that here yet. So is this grocery store, Wegmans, mm-hmm. is this where some candy came from that you mailed to us?
1: Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> no, no. That came, I think, a lot of that candy probably came from the Camnon uh, Asian grocery store oh, near nice. me. I think that's where a lot of that came from.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Cause there was some like cool grape gummies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those oh, are so, so good. good. Yeah. Those <laughs>
1: Japanese jelly candies are so important to me. Yeah. Do you guys really like good. those
2: jelly cups with a piece of lychee in them as well? I, I do. I love those. I do. I used to be obsessed with them, but then I had to stop because it's just too much plastic for like one yeah. mouthful. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't had one in ages, but I really like them. That's Whenever I fair, see it, them, it is. I just like think fondly of my memories of them. Mm. Yeah, that's
0: a good policy. Like you've had it, you know what it's going to be like, and then you don't waste the plastic.
2: Jessica, do you have a retail situation? Um, It isn't technically retail, but it is kind of like a nightmare that involves goods. Okay. <laughs> Very loosely defined. Uh. And this was, yeah, I think I mentioned this earlier. I was, uh, my mother Lorna came by my balcony, uh, this week and we were sort of having a chat, both wearing masks, you know, over six feet apart. And from where we were standing in the alley, in my alley, I, we could see through to a dumpster and a big truck pulled up to the dumpster and it wasn't like a junk removal truck that you know, has a name, a company name or phone number on the side. It was just like kind of a shitty truck that there's two guys hauling stuff into and throwing. And so the whole time I was having this conversation with Lorna, I just kept getting distracted by what the next load going into the truck was going to be. And these men, they must've just been gutting an apartment that like, I don't know what the situation was, but they were pulling out like, Guitars and just throwing them into the truck. And they were like perfectly, wow. it was, there was like an acoustic guitar. There's an electric guitar. There was like a full set of golf clubs, like a vintage golf club case. And it was just like so hard to be having this conversation, trying to focus on my mother. And then just because, looking. Is it because and
1: you love golf?
2: I don't fucking have a single positive feeling towards golf but okay, like, i'm sorry just the fact that like these perfectly good items are going into a landfill it was just so hard to watch it was so painful like the guitars like one guy was like strumming the guitar as he walked out of the building and then was like listening to it to see if it was in tune and then just thunk like and it oh. was it wasn't like placing it gently so it could be like put somewhere it was just like throwing everything Ugh. and it was just it was just painful to watch because i know that that shit happens but like there's so many options, you know, like even just leaning it against the dumpster in the alley, like someone would have taken it within five minutes. But yeah, I don't know the situation.
1: Where you live, are you able to donate and then get tax credit for that?
2: Um, I've never heard of getting a tax credit for donating, but. I oh,
1: Okay, we do that a lot. We do that a lot.
2: Oh, wow. People donate a lot here too, but I know yeah. that sometimes like, yeah, there's. There's, um, donation centers and bins and stuff. And there's this great place, uh, called like the zero waste center where you can bring so many different things. And it's like electronics go in one bin and clothing goes in another and all this stuff like plastics, papers. And it's, it's great. People just like come with a whole car f- load of stuff and you leave and you feel good about yourself. <laughs> I don't know if that's just what they're telling us they do with stuff and then it all funnels into the same garbage pile, but I hope it doesn't.
1: (laughs) I can't believe it does. Somebody wants that stuff, right? Somebody wants that stuff. I'm sorry. I I imagined you climbing. I don't know why, but in my head I was like, okay, so and then Jessica climbed in.
2: I would have if I could (laughs) have. And
1: she got the golf clubs and the guitars. and and I'm taking up golf now. (laughs) The golf course.
2: Yeah, the links. Um, no, it's just like, you know, there's, there's a great organization in Vancouver called uh, girls rock camp that like, you know, you can donate instruments to and they'll, they'll pass them on to young women or like young girls or like non-binary people who want to get into music, but it's not accessible to them. And so it's like, there's, yeah, there's just like, there's a place for everything. It doesn't have to be thrown away. It's still useful. And it was just a, 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 world nightmare.
0: Yeah. That's a lot to witness, Mm. especially, yeah, so many people go without those things and could really cherish them.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I had that guitar when I was a kid that was like, you know, cost $3 at a garage sale, but like I kept it for forever. And it was like, and then when I was done with it, I donated it to a halfway house that and then they were really happy to get it. So I don't know. Yeah, this is those are not Mm. disposable items. Mm -hmm. No, they're not. I would hate to be so
0: jaded that I would look at something of, of value. But of course, it's like just somebody's job, right? And it's... Yeah. You become desensitized towards all sorts of things when you're forced to face it all the time. Like you can't get through the day like that, trying to rescue every good piece that you find. Yeah. Um And yeah, I'm sure like, I think some companies like 1-800-GOT-JUNK, they do separate things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. But they're expensive. So if it's just
0: like someone who's been evicted
2: or passed away and... yeah. Anyway, it's just mm. a weird thing I saw from my balcony because I have not been into a store, I don't think, since the last time we recorded, so.
0: Well, that's where we differ because since the last time we recorded, I have been in. One,
2: two, three, four. 69. 69 420, <laughs> <laughs> lang, lang,
0: lang. Mm-dum. Um <laughs> Yeah, I had this like long, like I we had a spell of really good weather in Vancouver over the past week. And by good weather, I mean sunny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like where you can really be outside even though it's cold. So I spent like Friday afternoon, Saturday and most of Sunday outside. Uh, walking around, wandering around. Wow. And my friend who lives in Nelson, which is a very small city, loves the store Okay. And we have one on South Granville and periodically, I'll go there and try on things for her. And then she'll order them from the store. Wow. Because if you order them online, they come from the U.S. And they we get dinged with, like, a delivery fee and customs. And it's really sure. expensive. And it takes, yeah. like, a month. And then she doesn't even know she'll like it. So I go and try things on and take pictures for her. And then she calls the store and buys what she wants. Wow. And it's really fun because I don't really buy clothes there very often, if ever. But everything's, like, very frilly and very fun and not like my, kind of the standard stuff that I wear. So it was nice. I got there first thing in the morning. She found some things that she really loved. And I also bought a really weird shirt. And <laughs> I think that the reason why is uh it's anthropology. So it kind of goes with my theory of like when you're at Target, you, you find the nicest thing, but it's the nicest thing at Target. If you took yeah, it yeah, out,
1: yeah. Of course. it's not
0: nice in comparison to... Other things, a lot of the time, it's just the nicest thing there.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I was walking past this display, and it's like this really outrageous, very pretty cotton blouse with giant, giant balloon sleeves.
1: Oh, (laughs) good.
0: And uh, the only one that they had in a size large had a defect in the sleeve. And so they gave me 20% off of it so I could cover the cost of having it repaired or whatever. And... uh, I'm going to return it to the store because it's a ridiculous top. I'm never going to have it repaired. But the thing that I that was a kind of a weird nightmare was to see how many people are just kind of conducting Saturdays as scheduled. Um, well, this is like the first day I've had like this in a very long time. And I tried to get everything done in this one day that I had to do. Right. And I was in a couple of different neighborhoods. And I had ordered some shoes a couple of weeks ago. And they were ready to be picked up. And so I walked to Kitsilano and all of the restaurants had people shoulder to shoulder waiting outside for brunch, which was really strange. And I was in the shoe store and, you know, there's protocols like, please sanitize your hands when you, when you come in. And of course, like you've most likely just sanitized your hands, but you do it out of courtesy. right?
2: Right. right.
0: And this woman came in after me and the staff was like, oh, can you please sanitize your hands? And she's like, oh, I just did it at the other shop. And I was like, "Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> they. No one knows that you really did it. Like you're doing this to show, sort of, not only like that you're following protocols, but that you support the staff who mm-hmm. have no no other choice but to be there." But she's just like, "Yeah, I'm not going to do
2: that." It's <laughs> like, "Okay, wow. all right." You can even just like mime doing it and be like, you know, like <laughs> sometimes I just use my own, but like I like do it when
1: I walk in. Absolutely.
0: Mm-hmm. um it's just the little like microaggressions that people face all the time right now um I picked up a uh, coffee and the reason why I got a coffee was because I needed a, a snack so I was so hungry and like people without their masks on or the mask pulled down like talking at the staff about breakfast that they Ugh. were unhappy with and I'm just like you're not supposed to really be that's right but they, there's no fucking way this guy's in your bubble <laughs> like, well, like, what if
1: they are what what if you got your server in your bubble i kind of uh, like that planning i like yeah, that.
0: yeah that is good
1: i know they didn't but i do like it
0: yeah like this server was way too
2: cool to be bubbled with this guy but also there are no know. bubbles right now yeah right, right right it's right. not like we've gone back from that there aren't bubbles <laughs> So, yeah, like you're not allowed to eat with people that aren't in your household in restaurants. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And that's what I meant. Like, there's no way that that guy was eating with someone in his household. It was like a a bro that he hangs out with sometimes.
1: Right, Mm -hmm. right, right.
0: Yeah. So I don't know. It was weird to see. It's always just interesting to see what's kind of going on out there for other people. Mm -hmm. But it was also like so nice to sit outside at a coffee shop and and chat and. I bumped into maddie kelly previous oh, nice. guest
1: great of course i've
0: also seen her out <laughs> yeah <laughs> so nice. it was really nice to just be not in the house and to be outside and i was very cold all the time and it was really worth it
2: well this is why i have switched my schedule around so when i go for a walk like jay and i did last night when it was minus two but felt like minus six uh, we did not see another single person except for a few people who were like rushing out of their house so quickly so their dog could pee and then running right back in because they were so cold. And we're like, ha we are the big dum-dums because <laughs> it's so cold and so icy everywhere. We didn't slip or anything, but it was like, there's an element of danger that I liked. Mm, horny. Um, <laughs> no? Just no, me? I... Never. Oh no no!
1: I, I was very horny during all of that. That was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Thank you for naming Good. it. No, Awkward. thank you for naming I the want emotion.
2: You to be horny. I am not horny. Right? <laughs> yeah. You your face was like, no,
0: don't ever say that word.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like it was. Is it only I don't know how long ago, but I remember the switch when I like I would never want to say the word horny. I thought it was so disgusting and awful, mm-hmm. like corny. And then I thought it was the funniest thing ever, and I just started referring to everything as horny. Yeah, it's such a funny word. Yeah, I'm still in that camp. Love it.
1: It's great. I love <laughs> it. I I gotta say, uh, we in our can I tell? Can I talk about our house? In my house, is that okay? And kind yeah. of the words. I I can't explain how it started, but uh, I think it it probably just definitely during quarantine. I have three kids. Younger teenagers, and uh, I think we were just sitting there one night at the table. And uh, no, I wasn't at the table because we don't we don't talk about these things at at, at, at the table. It's a rule. <laughs> we were somewhere, and I just stopped and got real serious, and I said, "Hey, everybody, you smell like poop."
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and <laughs> and I, they, they were they were surprised for a second. And they were like, "You're no, we don't." And, and then it just became a catchphrase among everybody in this house <laughs> of you'll just be walking through in the morning. Good morning. Good morning. And you smell like poop. Uh, and so it's become our I love you. And Aww. I can't really use horny in this house like that doesn't that's not a safe environment. It's not a safe word with children. No. Uh, but I I feel like my version of it is you smell like poop.
2: Oh, yeah, that's can see beautiful. It.
1: And the best you can do is like, find the most dramatic way to say it and try to be <laughs> as serious as you possibly can when oh, you're yeah. saying that.
2: No breaking. Yeah. And your no house is like a house of theater
0: kids.
1: They're, they're pretty theater kids and a theater wife. Yeah. yeah. Theater yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. I got a theater wife. I got a theater wife. She just, uh, she just produced a one hour series of monologues. That was online on YouTube nice. right before we went into quarantine. Actually, her production of that she directed of um, da, 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 Anne Frank Diary Van Frank was cut short a weekend in its three week run uh, wow. because of quarantine. So, yeah, she's great. She
0: seems so cool. Cool she's, wife. She's pretty cool. Theater wife. Theater wife.
1: <laughs> Who? Okay. Smells like poop.
0: She smells like poop. Sure. Happens to the best of us. Should we do horse first? Horse. Yeah.
1: Can we do horse first? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah that, that makes
0: you, sense to me too. I okay.
1: feel like the question was aimed at me, so I'm going to yeah, answer.
0: you're you're our guest, so <laughs> you, you should choose. The funniest part was it totally wasn't, and I love that.
1: <laughs> but that won't stop me. That won't stop me, Alicia.
2: Okay, so the way this segment works, um, it's it's a new, it's our newest segment. Uh, Jay, my lovely husband yeah. and our editor, uh, does research, and he does take it very seriously. He sits down at the computer, and he's like, "I have to find something." So today, he he googled. Horse information for adults. (laughs) Because when he was typing it in, it said like for kids, and he was like, No, no, no. I am an adult man. (laughs) Give me the dirt. (laughs) This is, you know, our podcast is explicit. We have that right there in the information. So this is horse information for adults. So, Hmm. um, how this works is I give us a little piece of warm-up information just to get our, our brain palaces, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. l- lubed up, so to speak, with thoughts, mind juice. Um, and then then we move into the true or false. So that's when we really have to use our critical thinking skills.
1: Okay. So uh, what, I, what I'm hearing is it's okay to be wrong for a little bit, and then you have to be right.
2: Oh, well, the first one, there is no right or wrong, really. Great. Thank um, you. And then for the second one, it's okay to be wrong. You're just going to receive the big moo, which I have queued up on my phone here in case one of us gets it wrong.
1: Can I, can I just do a meta commentary here? I think if I were to talk about like the psychological safety that I feel right now, it is zero Oh. and I'm going to just push through it. I don't <laughs> want to be wrong.
2: It's fine to be wrong. <laughs> Honestly, I'm, incre-
1: I'm incredibly competitive and okay. I don't I on feel on safe. Yeah.
2: Okay. Well, I am not competitive in the least. Mm. Um, I actually like the big move. So I embrace wrongness. Oh. And like really, what is right and wrong? That's, you know.
1: Thank you. Um. Thank you. That helped.
2: Last week, nobody got the big move. But I think we missed it so much that Jay still edited it in there. Okay. Like subtly a couple times. So anyway, let's start with this warm up information. So don't worry about this is definitely true. There's no, we don't have to do anything. Thank you for that. Okay. So horses can recognize their human friends from a photograph. Wow. That's beautiful. I love that. I love that a lot too. I, I didn't know that.
1: And Jessica, can I just ask some questions or not? Or is that not time for questions? No,
2: you can, there's, Do
1: do you think like, how small could you get it? Like how small hmm. could you go for a horse to be like I know that
2: yeah because oh both, yeah their eyes are so big.
1: they're so big so I feel like you could go super tiny.
2: yeah, but like what I get mm, I think they see in a different range of colors so you could probably even do black and white.
1: I love that like a locket, a big locket you know just <laughs> yeah. you've got a locket and you open it up and they're yeah. like oh no, it's you another know.
2: horse wearing the locket. <laughs> oh I like, <laughs> like that that's my friend.
1: Oh horse lockets. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I do like it, the way that Jay has written this though. Horses can recognize their human friends from a photograph. Like, can they not recognize their human enemies? Or like, has there not been enough research done in that subject? Maybe those their enemies are forgettable. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they don't hold a grudge. Actually, I don't know. That's that's an, oh, another. Oh, I think question. horses
1: absolutely hold a grudge. We yeah. had a horse when I was little. I never got to ride it because it was not a safe horse to ride.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they. I
1: believe she knew.
2: They have very uh, defined personalities for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving on to the true or false. So I'm going to read both of these and we can decide afterwards. So A, judges in dressage dress formally, including the traditional judge's cap to block the sun. Judge's cap, okay. Mm -hmm. Or B,. Horses have been experimentally proven to dislike jazz. <laughs> I know it's when I want to be true. Oh. <laughs> Judge's cap.
1: Are we talking it out loud? Are we? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah are we doing sure, who wants to be tough. a
1: millionaire rules?
2: Yeah. I, if you need to phone a friend.
1: I have to believe if any animal is going to like jazz. It's a horse Tiny. Come on with those hoofs, Of course, come on, they get it
2: Yeah, have you seen that video That's a horse playing uh, a keyboard With their snout Like they're just sort of noodling around And it does sound like sort of experimental jazz It's like I think that is
1: is jazz
2: Yeah, so because of that video That's how old jazz is made (laughs) Maybe Um, Because of that I feel like B can't be
1: true I don't want it to I don't want B to be true
2: What do you think I don't Alicia? think B is I don't think B is true okay. okay So we're all going For A is true
1: I hope so Yes
2: Judges and Tressage Dress formally Including the traditional Judges cap To block the sun I feel like they would Oh A is false Jay made it up <gasps> Good for him Jay He must be really good At balderdash Guess what Ugh. we all get I liked it. The big moo. Wow.
1: I liked it so much.
0: Wow. Um, I wanted B to be true, so I'm delighted. You yeah. did? Yeah.
1: You wanted B to be? You wanted horses to hate jazz?
0: Yeah, more than merrier. Not Why? Hate. Oh it's my just, gosh! Like it's wow. just dislike. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just dislike. I like some jazz sure mm-hmm. i don't like all of it i don't think anybody like, likes all jobs no
1: no it's not all made for everyone
0: yeah and i think that animals i don't know maybe if either of you have an opinion on this but i have i think animals can appreciate music i know that their hearing's different but i've i don't know i think a lot of animals kind of like music for
2: sure of course um, yeah. jay while he was or maybe before he was doing his research i know that he was he found some sort of website where someone had actually like proven research to find out like the best music for a cat or for a dog or for a bird or for, yeah. and he was playing me these little clips. And so he played me the clip of the cat one and it was nice. It was sort of like synthy sort of drony like yes. atmospheric. It was nice. And then the Dog music was much more like fluty, and then the bird music just sort of sounded like birds a bit. And then there was some horse music and I I guess it wasn't very jazzy. So I should have known based on that that Jay was doing research in that field. So
1: I just ah. I I guess what I want for horses as they evolve next is to be a little bit more open to jazz.
2: Yeah. Or maybe like some horse I think this is the thing: is like the people who are raising horses are probably not jazz people, so they're not getting the exposure oh my to gosh. jazz. I at a young age, yeah. So
1: it's oh, uh, it's structural bias bit built in. Yeah, I love that. I, I have an idea. I let's have an fix idea. it. Go,
0: Colt, mm. jazz band camp. <laughs>
1: And I'm gonna call that kind of a horny camp, like <laughs> colts. Come on,
2: yeah, just the boys at a camp.
1: They're oh, into souls it. and
0: colts, of course. Right, of course. So just baby horse jazz camp.
1: Oh, baby horse. Okay, that's not. I didn't horny say anymore. baby
0: horse jazz camp.
1: <laughs> well, oh, that's
2: a different I, I podcast. Just,
1: I just felt like we had teenagers, you know.
2: Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Of age. Of age. Yeah. They're nineteen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, they're mm-hmm. nineteen.
2: Yeah. And they like some of them have a little bit of an attitude. Of course, no they bad do. Bad boys. Of course, they horses do. And their parents so hate cool. jazz.
1: Their parents hate jazz. <laughs> yeah. It's so good.
2: And then we've got these like horses secretly honking on saxophones up in the like <laughs> mm. the hayloft, just like and berets, jazzy berets. Yeah, smoking striped <laughs> striped
0: tops.
1: Now, they can't snap their fingers. But what do they do instead? Do you think?
2: Stomp their hooves. I guess. Okay, Like fine. that's nice and percussive. It's like very nice. They do the little like. yes, Yeah. Yes. I feel like they could smack their lips. Yeah. They
1: yes. Could.
2: Yeah. I saw a video of a horse oh. petting a cat with its lips and it was so cute. The cat was so into it. The cat was like fully just like hypnotized by the, and the horse was obviously into it and like kept going. I, I love great. those animal friendship videos. Yeah. Just can't even. They're magical. And I feel like that's rare. Like when Jay lived with horses, he said he could never get the horse and the cat to be friends. So it's no it's rare. I feel like horses are really easily spooked.
0: Yeah. So I feel like a cat could really spook a horse. Especially a barn unintentionally. cat.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Barn cats are so cool. Yeah. They're rebels. Bad boys. They are.
1: They're scrappy. Yeah. They have to be.
2: So we're talking a lot about animals right now. I think we should come to a decision. Mm-hmm. On what animal we would most like to kiss. Oh, wow. It's time. If you
0: could kiss an animal, which animal would you kiss?
1: Can I, can I go? Do you like to go last so that you can clean up any mess your guest makes? Or <laughs> no. Should I go? Because I'm really thinking about it. I've got one animal in mind, a very specific animal.
0: Yeah. I can go first or Jesse can go first. It doesn't matter. We I would always love, have it. I'd
1: love to hear from you. I'd sure. love to hear Alicia.
2: First.
0: I would kiss a wolf. A wolf. What? I really feel like they are such beautiful animals. Whenever I see one, I just think like how majestic, how lucky are we to share uh, this earth with all of the animals. Right. But they're really fascinating and they can form human friendships. Um, you know, on certain terms. And they uh, seem like they would be nice to kiss and their ears look really soft. Mm. And they have such beautiful manes. Like, I do not have a fluffy dog. Like, I have a poodly dog. But like that sort of long German Shepherdy, wolfy coat is very uh, luxurious to my brain. Yeah. I bet they smell neat too. And the way that like animals smell good just by the way that they smell in and of themselves like how a yeah. dog smells it's like it yeah. can be a really good smell or a horse or yeah so i feel like a wolf would smell so interesting it's like the wind and like wood and smoke and i would oh, love to i would really love like to that. yeah i feel it like to be in their presence would be in, be in the presence of god
1: can i can i ask a question just follow-ups sure um where would you kiss it
0: I don't know. I sort of imagine having had a kind of wolf-sized dog as a kid, like maybe putting my arm around their Mm -hmm. neck and then Mm -hmm. maybe kissing like just on the outside of their ear, like right here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's a nice spot.
0: Right where it's sort of like just where their cheek is so they could kind of turn their face and like give me a, a look of like, that was nice.
1: Do you um? And we're gonna come back to wolves, but do you do you sniff Hank's paw? Because I would sniff my dog's paws when he had dogs because I yeah. like the popcorn Frito smell.
0: Yeah, his paws like Jessica can probably attest to this that he doesn't smell a lot. Okay, but he, yeah, like he, but he, his paws smell a little like popcorn. I like it a little bit.
1: What do you think a wolf's um paw smells like?
0: I wonder if they have the same. The reason why animals' paws smell that. Dog's paws is because of yeast.
1: Oh. So I would that assume probably
0: that it smells similar.
1: Sure. Um,
0: but having no
2: idea really.
1: Mm. I was thinking maybe some woods, but yeah, yeah but the yeast is nice. I'm sorry, yeah. Jessica.
2: I was just going to say, I wonder what a sourdough made with dog paw yeast would <laughs> yield.
1: We should do that. Yeah. Somebody's got to do that.
2: Because I love that corn chip smell.
1: And it's really powerful. It's powerful.
2: Reminds me of when I used to get a bag of uh, Fritos after every swimming lesson I had. And then I would just jerkily eat them in front of people on treadmills, like through the window. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. That's
0: so funny. I used to moon people, so.
2: They thought it was funny.
1: Oh, that's good too.
0: I have a question for both of you. Have you ever had something called Frito
2: pie? Of course. What is it? Oh, I think I have. Is that just is it? It's like a casserole that you put Fritos on top of. It's better. OK,
1: it's better. And I like that. I love, you know, Fritos on top of a pie. Alicia, have you had it? And do you want to describe it?
0: No, I've never had it. And I also there's something that I've seen online where people put like um they make a thing with Fritos in a bag that's kind of like yeah. tacos in a bag. And then they just eat it with a fork. That looks really good.
1: Yeah, and I was almost, uh, when you when you brought up Fritos again, or I brought them up anyway, but I was at Costco, and um, they now have walking bags uh, of, of, of Fritos, so you can put them in your hand and eat out of them more easily. And so think about, like, everybody's got their own specific recipe. Here's how I would make it. I would do a Frito base in a bag. You're going to have a nice spicy chili okay. on top of it.
0: Okay. I don't
1: want it too runny. I want it a little chunky. You can put whatever you want in there. It doesn't have to be meat, but I want it to be a thicker, just okay. a thicker, not not too runny. Uh, and then I would do some, some more traditional toppings on top. I would do a sour cream. I would certainly do a guac if I had it. I would absolutely do a, a, a spicy cheese. I want hot sauce on there. I need pickled jalapenos. I would like some um, raw, fresh onion, white onion on there.
0: Whoa. How do you fit it all in the bag? Well, it's just
1: portions, right? Okay. So, you know, we got to scale down to make it work. You could make it obscene and overflowing. but You that's take really... some
0: Fritos out? No. And... Okay.
1: No, because you know the air that's left in those smaller bags of chips or any bag of chips that they put in there for cushion? Yeah. We're going to use that to our advantage and fill okay. that up with love. and then <laughs> uh, And then we're going to eat out of the bag. And then I you lo- want to, you want and what is going to help you even more is you're going to slit it down the middle instead of opening from the top. You're going to slit it. So you got a bowl now. A you have a, yeah. You've got a bowl. Oh, that's right. You've got a Frito boat. Yeah. I encourage you to do this in your life. You don't have to do it in a bag, but that's more fun, isn't it? But if you I'm just gonna do try that, it. I think do I it could, for yourself.
0: Yeah, I would like it. I think it'd be very salty, but it would be fun. Yeah.
2: Doing it in a bag for me would be just like a nightmare because like just the sound of the oh, rice right. would sure, sure, be sure. too much. So I'd have to transfer that. But also like all those other foods that you mentioned, my body cannot handle. So I would just have okay. the plain Fritos maybe with some sour cream.
1: But see, that's nice. Uh, that's
0: Can you have guacamole?
2: Yeah. I
1: there would, you go. I
2: would sometimes do that. But you know, like sometimes. I know. I know how to
0: solve it. I could make you a white bean chili. A white bean chili. Wow.
2: I'm not yes. a chili. Okay, I'm not a, no. a chili head, but you like beans though, but like in very small portions. All right, I'm not gonna push it. <laughs> <laughs> but I thank you for thinking of an option for me. That's very sweet of you. There's, there's so many
0: American foods that I've never tried, but I imagine what it would be like. Like lots of fast food things that I've seen, and like I would, would not. I have the opportunity to try them, and nor would they be something I could eat but the Frito oh. in the bag thing is really fascinating to me because it reminds me of pizza in a cup from The Jerk. Yeah. The best yeah, movie yeah, ever yeah. made. <laughs> and I've always thought, like, I would just love to order a pizza and then slice it and put it in a cup and eat it. <laughs> and I've never done it. Or this oh. might be, this might yeah, happen.
2: You should I,
1: do it. I think it's time.
2: It's, yeah, reachable time. Live game. the
1: fullest life.
2: Yeah. So who wants to go next for all kiss kissing an animal? An animal? Okay. I would like to kiss a specific animal if <sighs> if possible and that is John who
1: belongs wow.
2: to Chris wow. and wow. his family.
1: <laughs> I um, love yeah. it. I would love for you to kiss John. <laughs> he's <laughs> ever so been sweet. Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure my daughter has kissed him. Good. No okay, doubt. well
2: that's like she can be the surrogate for me. Yeah, oh,
1: <laughs> she's he's been kissed.
2: Good. Um, so he's an anole, is that? Yeah. Yeah, he's a little lizard, and I love seeing updates about John.
1: I love John so much. Yeah. What What do you love most about John?
2: <sighs> he's just really photogenic. I don't know if he you're is. just a really True. good photographer. I am not. I am
1: not I'm terrible.
2: <laughs> the texture that his skin looks like looks yeah. really interesting, and he's, yeah, Like I just like lizards and frogs and all those little... Well, guys. So, I'd <sighs> I kiss him if I could.
1: I I want I want that for you <laughs> because he's really great. Um, did I tell you the story of John? Do you want the story of John, or would you just like to move uh, on to other kissable things?
2: I want to know the most about John. So, mm-hmm. John
1: John entered our lives about two and a half years ago, and. Uh, my I have twin daughters, and they were in some grade, I don't know, fourth, or third, who who knows at this point. And they had a class pet, and the class pet were these anoles, and they needed to go home over the weekend to be taken care of. And you just had to feed them crickets. It wasn't a big deal. Uh, and we brought, um, it, it, this actually had a different name, um, avocado. <laughs> avocado came home. Okay, avocado came home. And I was very worried because these are young kids and I just and we have two cats and I I didn't want Avocado to get out and get hurt. So we were very careful putting the lid on. But of course, the lid did not get put on at one time and Avocado got out. Oh, no. And we searched everywhere. I mean, we ripped that bedroom apart. They shared a bedroom. It was horrible having to put it all back together. What was even more horrible was just knowing this lizard is gone and it's over. And so, I also didn't want the kids to be sad in the classroom, so we went to the pet store to buy another anole, and this was John. And so, we brought John home, and my daughter brought, uh, took the, she's like, do we lie? (laughs) Like, Do we just say this is avocado? I said, no, 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 tell them the truth. Uh, And so, they did, and the teacher laughed because she hates anoles. Like, it was no big deal. And we were like, okay, great. Uh, And then, seven days after we lost Avocado, Avocado reappeared on the bedroom carpet, very near death. And so, we got Avocado into a safe place, started taking care of her, and nursed her back to health. And she she had, I don't know, six more months with us. So, it was great because Avocado and John came home for summer vacation. And oh. then all of a sudden, we had anoles. They did not want the anoles back. Don't send them back. We don't want them. So, now we were the owner of two anoles. And then we found out we had a male and a female. And we did not want more anoles. So, then we had to separate them before they got horny. And then... <laughs> And then I'm sorry, sorry to say it, but avocado did pass because every, you know, every animal does.
0: These are time. And then we
1: decided to double down on John and make John's life the best fucking possible life it could be. <laughs> so, we got him terrariums and moss and all the crickets he could eat and all the grubs he wanted. And we made him the best home we possibly could. And we can debate whether or not we should have animals in our home, but we do. And so we got to make the best home possible for, for for John. And he's so old at this point. Yeah. Like, I do kind of think, like, okay, bye, John. Like, I think we're done here. And he's like, fuck you. No, I'm not. And then he gives you total side eye, which is great. <laughs> Jessica, I also want you to know we now have three frogs in I our
2: know. home. I know. What are their names?
1: So I sometimes forget, but one of them is Henry. Oh. And one it's of them gonna is be Rick- Hank's name. Is, oh, I like that uh one of them is something else and one of them is (laughs) raichu Oh, okay Uh, so but but the one that i'm forgetting is kind of like an old man's name which is fun
2: okay i love it i i had a pet frog when i was probably your daughter's age and i loved him he's he's the best and i could never come up with a really good name for him so his name was froggy gorf and gorf is just frog backwards
1: oh that's really good
2: Froggy Gorf, yeah, it was just supposed to be a placeholder, and then it stuck. So, mm. yeah, I love that you've got a little, a little, little habitat, little menagerie going on. We amphibian. do. We now
1: are kind of growing crickets as well. Well, you got it for all of the animals, and our cats just sit there and stare at them. So oh, basically, yeah. all the animals in the house are in one bedroom.
2: They all sort of interact. That's great. Mm-hmm. Do the cats eat the crickets?
1: Never, but they would. Okay. absolutely would. I think nothing would delight them more. Yeah. Maybe I should let one out. I would. (laughs) Why not?
2: The worst part about having crickets, though, is if one does get out and then you can't find it, but you can just hear it.
1: I don't know what the deal is. These are like silent crickets. I don't know if they breathe them that way or what, but they make no noise. Yeah. I don't think they cut their vocal cords. I think they're just. (laughs) No, it's
2: just a special, special kind of cricket. That's good. Yeah. We used to keep them on our back porch and it was always Mm. a bit traumatic but it's a circle of life
1: that's right everybody's gotta eat everybody's gotta poop everybody's gotta die
2: we can't all eat beyond burgers thank you so who what animal are you gonna kiss
1: okay i want to um when when you asked me this question uh, i try to honor the first thing that comes into mind and it was this beautiful beautiful giraffe oh in sydney at the Sydney Zoo, and I know zoos aren't great, but I just want to acknowledge the the life of this animal. And it was this tall, obviously majestic giraffe that was elderly. Oh, you know, kind of like my friend at Wegmans, where you're like, <laughs> "We're here together. We're both doing great, aren't we?" And I and and then the um, Sydney Opera House in the background. Wow. And so I would like, I would, re- I want full mouth.
2: <laughs> Why not?
1: Like open mouth. I don't need tongue because, come They're on. They're
2: long. They're really long. Well,
1: and again, I, it's just, it's assuming a lot. Yeah. But I just think full on open mouth kiss with that draft.
0: I think you'd have to just like focus on one part of the lip because their mouths are big. so big. Yeah.
1: I just feel like I could, I feel like I could make, make it work? time. Like I could. I, I could pay attention to all parts of that mouth.
2: I believe it,
1: and get in there, get in there. the Sydney Opera House is in the background. Where's that's it? like so that's romantic. beautiful. Yeah, oh, it's really come beautiful on, picturesque. Really I like it. Nice. So thank you for that image.
0: Very
2: sweet. Thank you. thank you. You're welcome.
0: Well, this is uh It's time for one last segment, and yeah. it's uh, the classic, the original, the the silver lining segment. Most important segment. It's time for Popo of the week. Oh
1: wow!
2: This has been a really animal-heavy episode, and I love it. That's great. Mm. Usually, we like to start with a guest.
1: Yeah, no, I'm ready for that.
2: Okay, who's your Popo or So I like
1: my my Popo of the week is one of our cats, Daisy, and Daisy is a um. She doesn't know how to accept love in her life. And for the longest time, she trusted me the most in the family. She growls very intensely. It's terrifying. It really oh. scares people. Um, she won't bite. She's not a biter. Uh, but she is a hider. And, and she'll, she'll hide at the drop of a hat. But when I came around, she knew that I was going to give her love. But then she got a bladder infection. And so I was the one who would have to go and pick her up while my wife gave her her oral medication and she had a couple bouts of it. So she has learned to hate me and and run from me. If she sees me now, she runs and hides. And it was really kind of heartbreaking because we'd been I'd been working really hard to build trust with her and make her feel safe and comfortable and, and all that. And just tonight, she sat on the couch beside me. And she Amazing. accepted love for me and did not try to run away. And I just feel like, OK, we're back. Like, we're going to we're going to make this relationship work because she deserves love. She's a real sweetheart deep down. How
0: long how long between the last dose of medication and her sitting beside you again?
1: About three weeks.
0: OK, yeah, so it,
1: it took some time for her to build that trust back. But we're in the house together all the time. Right. So imagine turning the corner and have having someone just run under the couch or run downstairs to get away from you. It's really it's really sad. sad. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, she's my popo because we've got trust and we've got love. And I love her.
2: That's great. I look forward to you rebuilding this beautiful friendship.
1: Thank you so much.
0: (laughs) What about you, Alicia? I have two. One is Hank before the podcast I usually finish work around 4 or 4.30 and um, Hank is a wonderful dog and we went for a walk and there's like lots of things that I've learned about him over the past little while and one of them is that he will do more, he will behave more for a chicken than just about anything else but we were wrestling a lot on the walk and having a lot of fun and he loves the cold weather um, to the point where like I have to bring him in because he gets cold and he doesn't know it or we can't go uh, too far because <laughs> i'll have to carry him and like warm up his paws and uh my second peppo is my left eye okay. i as a kid had a lazy left eye and i had uh surgery to straighten the eye but the eyes never really functioned that well like it's always been kind of blind and i got eyeglasses about a year ago and i noticed that my eye started to turn in which was really weird because like it's been like 30 years since the surgery Uh, I didn't know what was wrong. And I I went to have my eyes checked the other day, yesterday, and I had a great doctor, just an amazing woman. And um, I told her, I was like, I think that my glasses are making my eye turn in. And she's like, well, I've never heard of that. Let's test it. And it's my glasses. Wow. So when I'm looking, reading something, my left eye is trying to work for the first time in 30 years. So it's getting (sighs) in on the action and trying to, to like work and connect with my right eye and do like part of the job and like help out which causes the eye to like hyper-focus and turn in a bit. Oh, and wow. uh, it was really fascinating. And, I, and then now uh, we're like, no way left eye. And we're taking away the, <laughs> the prescription. So, <laughs> it's like, don't bother. It's not helping. Stay Ow. in your lane. Uh, but I really valued having a doctor that like listened to me and yeah. experimented. Like, yeah. I was like, I know my body and I know that this is happening and I don't know why. And she was, like, fascinated by it and intrigued by it and problem solved for it. Because, like, having a lazy left eye makes me feel really self-conscious. Yeah. So it was really, I don't know. My papa is my eye who wants to get in on the action.
1: So sweet. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's so cute. I was like, no, it doesn't help. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> you're not helping.
1: <laughs>
2: How about you, Jessica? I have a... Uh... A few. I went on a giant walk also when it was that nice, sunny, cold, windy weekend. Um, My friend and former guest, Regan Taylor, uh, came over to my area for a a nice long walk. And I wanted to show her the owl that lives sort of near my neighborhood, but that that wasn't there. So I was like, well, if you want to go a little bit further, I can show you a spot where a cat sometimes is. We checked that out. The cat wasn't there. I showed her a spot where that like lovely golden lab and that wasn't there. And so like we were still going on this really great walk and then there's like the final spot where we sort of turn around, which is this like secret ravine, which is great. And I was like, well, if you want to go all the way to the ravine and she was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was so game. So she's my popo for like me leading her on this wild goose chase. And once we'd turned around, we were walking through this nice, beautiful park, which often has nice dogs in it. And it was sort of like right as the sun was setting and you could see like the snow on the mountains and it was like this beautiful landscape. And there was these two little fluffy dogs who were off leash in this park. And there was a a baseball diamond and these dogs were just running the bases. (laughs) It was so cute. They like they were running them backwards. They started at like first base and then they went through home and we're like, you did it. Home run. And then they like went to third base but then or they like ran through the the little like bench dugout area and then they like ran right up to us and like jumped all over us. It was so cute. And they were like two little fluffy dogs. One was sort of like butterscotch colored and one was white. And it's it's just so rare that a dog even pays you any attention in that park because they're always so have other things to be distracted by. But it was so great. Um, So they're my puppos. Regan's my puppo, And also... The tv show detroiters because wow, yeah, i yeah. love it so much i'd already seen all two seasons of it and i i wanted to re-watch it but i sort of wanted to save it for like the right time and i was worried that it wouldn't be as good the second time around i think it's maybe even better because you'd like notice more stuff so jay and i just watched all two seasons like within maybe two or three days and it rocks. If you're sad, watch Detroiters. That is my uh prescription. <laughs> I will. I love it so much. Oh, have you not seen it? No. I just started so uh something else though that I think you would like called search party. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Search yeah. party is wonderful. I love so many people on that show. Yeah. All right. So you guys have already seen how much of No, what I haven't was, seen all of no, it. I've no, only no. seen the
1: first two seasons and there's so many okay. more.
0: I haven't seen yeah, any there's of it. Two, I think there's four seasons. Yeah. No um, spoilers. No spoilers. No
1: spoilers. Oh, no. I, I, Thank you. I can no barely remember
0: uh, episode to episode. Fine. Um, well, this brings us to the end of this episode of Retail Nightmares podcast. Chris, it has yeah. been a joy. If people want to follow you on Twitter or on Instagram or listen to your podcast, how would yeah. they do that?
1: Well, they, oh, <laughs> here's what I would really love, and I'm not going to answer all that, but here's what I would love. I would love for you to listen to Carb Face, uh, that so which is a podcast that uh, you both have been on. Thank you so much. And uh, I co-host with your former guest on here, Lori Wolliver. And we have kind of shaken up the podcast, and we're back with a new format. And we are watching cooking shows together and reviewing <gasps> those. So and great. talking about what we like, what we don't like, how things change over time. And we are starting with kind of an American icon, Julia Child's original cooking show. It's pretty fantastic. So we started off with the first episode, which is out now. And if you probably right around now, the second episode will be dropping. We're watching three episodes from um, her first series. Talking about those. Um
0: and how if we wanted to watch along, could we find the episodes somewhere easily online?
1: You you can if you, and it just depends where you are. Within the U.S., um, you have to go to your local PBS station and Amazon and get a subscription. So you have to go through some hoops. But if you're outside of the territories, or if you're using a VPN, um, you should be able to find those episodes for free, even on YouTube.
0: Nice. Okay. That sounds great.
1: So so look for those. He's so iconic. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, they're like $3 U.S. per episode to watch. That's like only $75 Canadian. Yeah, so it's fine. (laughs) It's fine. And then the other thing I would love for you to do is please pre-order Lori Wolliver's book. Uh, She co-authored a book called World Travel in a Reverend Guide by Anthony Bourdain and Lori Wolliver. Uh, Anthony Bourdain was Lori's boss uh, and co-writer. And she finished this book that they had kind of mapped out together before he died. He also happened to be the executive producer, meaning um, guy that we had on our podcast in a regular segment before he passed away. So it would mean a lot if you all picked up that book. So please do. It's it's pre-order right now, but get ready for it and get ready to go travel the world. Yeah, get ready to go travel the world again.
2: I'm so excited for that book. I'm going to get a copy for myself and also for Lorna, my mother. Same for my dad. Mainly just because I can point to the thanks and be like, look, my name is in the thanks of a book.
1: Right. Right.
2: I didn't, I literally did nothing.
1: You're (laughs) in there. We're all there together. The three of us are there together. It's a real, real privilege.
2: You two make sense, but I actually, like because Lori Mm. messaged Alicia and I like asking us about restaurants in Vancouver and I scrolled back through our messages and saw what I just sent her. And I think all I said was like, japa dog is good (laughs) great (laughs) and that's all you needed to do and i was like wow i what a shit i am (laughs) i didn't even give her anything
1: please know that your podcast and your friendship has meant so much i think i know i can say it on behalf of Lori. it's meant so much to both of us and your podcast has um been a constant through all of this and i'm so glad you are my friend and that especially that you have this podcast because it's it's really beautiful
2: the feeling i was is gonna say the same completely thing completely mutual yeah. yeah but
1: our podcast was gone for a long time but now it's back all right
0: yeah Yeah, but, but we like, were bothering you every day yeah so we still <laughs> got to hear from you fine
2: so, yeah. I'm fine yeah. yeah i love the new the new format of carp face it's great it was so comforting to listen to love anything julia child so i know i know you're not just gonna stay with her and you're gonna go on to different cooking shows but are you gonna do flavor town don't tell me
1: (laughs) oh we're doing everybody but i think right now we're trying to keep real positive things that we actually want to watch and people we want to celebrate i think white male um clowns uh probably don't need a lot of attention because they get it on their own and 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 i don't there's no yeah whatever i'm not gonna get into that but um uh we can just cut that right out no it's fine we'll probably focus more on people who maybe don't have as much attention yeah Yeah. why not
2: i like it i like it as sort of just like a a historical exploration too like how you're starting like back in the the 60s like it's cool yeah
1: it's wild it is wild to see what happened
2: you don't think about how much has changed since then until you're actually watching it being like, Oh my gosh, she didn't wash her hands. Oh my gosh. She, right? she used the same spoon and put it back in the, the pot and That's all right. that. Like it's, and it'll
1: all be fine, but it's just, oh, it's, you know what we're accustomed fine, to now. But yeah.
2: Especially now we're like, Jesus Christ. Like even yeah. when I watch a, you know, a sitcom from the nineties and someone comes out of the bathroom stall and like just, briefly runs their hand. I know they're actors and they didn't actually just pee and it's probably not even a working <laughs> toilet, but like the fact that they spent like less than five seconds washing their hands makes me want to scream and die inside. So I get it. And yeah, I guess we're, we're all just going to have like weird, uh, germ phobias for the rest of our lives.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure.
2: <laughs> That's new. Yeah. That's I thought fun. I was bad before. Yeah. <sighs> Anyway, thank anyway. you so much, Chris, for being our guest and talking about so many animals with us. and I'm sorry yeah, that we all got the big Moo, but
1: I'm glad we did. Yeah, I'm glad we did. I've got a dairy farmer for a brother, so I'm great with the Big moo.
2: yeah, it's an honor. It's an honor thank to you. get the big Moo mm-hmm. <laughs> um Alicia, if someone wants to buy your book, you can buy it anywhere. It's called. So you're a little sad. So what? Nice
0: things to say to yourself on bad days and other essays. Um, you can order it from your library if you don't want to buy it. Yeah, like buy it. You might like it.
1: I'm holding it up. I'm holding it up right now on Zoom. So if you could see this, it's right here. Yeah. It's right here in my hand.
2: It's <laughs> a no. wonderful
1: buy. Buy it now.
2: <laughs> um, how about you, Jessica? Um, You can buy stuff from our merch website for retail nightmares it's retail nightmares dot com if you want to you can donate to our patreon patreon.com slash retail nightmares absolutely no pressure whatsoever and yeah just uh be nice follow us on all the things uh i'm energy slime on most things so yeah. billy dracula on twitter yes i'm alicia a Tobin
0: on twitter A farmer man on Instagram, and yeah, that's
2: it. I like. I keep getting new followers on my bad ads (laughs) Instagram. (laughs) I'm like almost at a hundred followers now. When I was like, you know, only had seven for forever.
1: What bad uh, ads? What it's
2: it's called? Why are these ads so bad? And someone commented. Someone commented on one of the posts today. Wow, these ads are even worse than I expected, and I was like, <laughs> "I know like this is this is why I had to make this because like people don't believe me how bad they are, and also like I'm sorry, and you can unfollow or mute or whatever at any time, like block Never. me it's it shouldn't be I shouldn't be uh giving these ads any more attention than they already have, but it's just too bizarre. I have to document it so if you want to if you want some more distractions from Real life. I'm doing it on the internet. Love it. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We love you all. Yeah. Sweet dreams
0: if you're listening to this in the nighttime. Good morning, if you're listening in the morning. If it's lunchtime, I hope that it's something good, like beans and wieners, which is
2: delicious. Um, <laughs> uh-oh, where'd you guys go?
1: What? Uh, <laughs> We're go in there. our
2: cocoons. Okay.
1: are <laughs> now.
0: Well, we love everybody. And thanks again, Chris. Good Thank bye. you both. Thank you so Thank much. You, bye.
1: Bye-bye.